This is the limitless Keith Lee. This is Brody King. This is Angel Garza. Will Ospreay. Hornswoggle. Pentagon. Junior. The villain, Marty Scow. The Mexican Ray Phoenix. King Ricochet. Concrete Rose, Sunny Kiss. And I'm here to ask you to stop what you're doing. Take just one moment and bask in the glory of the busted wide open. 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 Busted wide open podcast. <laughs> You're listening to the Busted Wide Open podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome everybody to BWO Live, coming to you right here from Twitch. My name is Nick Howell. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous, and we're here right now because we just finished watching SummerSlam 20. 20. That's right. The one of the second biggest show of the year, I guess, Nick, we could call it the second biggest show of the year for WWE just wrapped up, just went off the air. And I don't know about you, Nick, but I didn't see it coming. No, I did. I did not. Uh, and and I'm going to also add to this. I didn't see me not seeing it coming, coming, but I saw it coming that I was going to not see what I didn't see coming, coming. I'm with you. You'll understand later. You'll understand later. We also have a new Pickham's champion, a new patron Pickham's champion. We've got to talk about that. Let us know. Yes. And news. We're going to crown that at the end of the show. Uh, but we need to discuss that whole pay-per-views because a lot of stuff went down, Nick. But we can't do that until we do a little housekeeping, everyone. And then we'll get into the show. Yes. Just guys, come over and join us in our Discord. It was lively tonight over there. It was, Thank you guys it was that were joining us uh, very, very much. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you guys always keep the pay-per-view hype alive in the Discord. So if you're not in there, uh, do exclamation Discord here in the chat. Come find us. Make sure you're in there because, hey, we do that for every show throughout the week. We're live for all of them. Raw, NXT, AEW, SmackDown. Uh, this show, anything else, any pay-per-views, we're always in there. So come join us in Discord. It is the place to be. You can also find us over on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. We've got a big Facebook discussion group. Uh, we've got all kinds of stuff going on with the BWO universe. You can also come over and find us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open where we put up BWO Daily, our little 10-minute mm-hmm. news show every day uh, at the end of the day just to keep you up to speed on what's going on in the world of professional wrestling. And last but certainly not least, the name sake for the BWO patron pickums challenge our patrons thank you guys so much mm. uh, once again everybody knocked it out of the park we had 40 contestants this time yeah. it was absolutely awesome putting all of that it together keeping mayhem. track of everything especially in the landscape of only having eight matches oh, to get points it was a oh it was brutal bloodbath a bloodbath every match and all, oh, almost yeah. all of the picks were split 50-50 uh, mm-hmm. Amongst the forty people that were participating, so yeah, if you missed one, you're done. You're you're That's, mostly out at that point. Yep, pretty much. Because <laughs> we had two people that got almost all of them right, and we'll talk mm-hmm. more about that at the end of the show and reveal some other things. But if you'd like to get in on the next one or get access to bonus episodes, all kinds of other good stuff, head over to patreon.com forward slash BWO. Sign up for one of those reward tiers. Get access to the show notes, bonus episodes, Skype calls, all kinds of good stuff heading over there. It is one of the best ways to support the show. 
Ian, I don't want to delay any longer because uh, I want to get through the matches and we've got to give our breakdowns. So let's yes, head sir. over and Agreed. kick things off and break everything down from WWE SummerSlam. Well, kicking off on the pre-show, we had Apollo Crews versus MVP for the United States Championship. And I wish I could say that this was a classic match that showcased the fun finale of the build from the, the long feud these guys have had over the last couple of months and the story they've built for it. But sadly, it was just a pre-show match. And it was about as by the numbers as you get. They came out and it was athletic. It went back and forth. MVP had some moves, tried to go for his finisher, missed it. Apollo hit his, and boom, that was it. He retained the United States Championship. I wish I could say more about it than that, but that was pretty much what it was. It was a, it was to wet your whistle for the show. The baby face goes over, makes you makes you happy, makes you want to watch the show, and that was pretty much it. We're ninety nine percent sure not going to change titles on the kickoff show. You know, I, a lot of that really just took away from the mystique and the storyline that they had been building over over the last few weeks. Yeah, you know, that and really also frustrated the work, me. Yeah, the work that MVP is doing yeah. right now with the Hurt Business it kind of delegitimizes him, and that um, hopefully they have something planned for it on a little bit of a bigger scale for payback, which we've, we've guessed before, but we're going to wait till Monday night raw to really find out what's going on there. What, what their ideas are with the plot. There's a couple of things. I'm not going to lie on the show, Nick, where I'm, I'm going to be very worried about where they're going with things because it seems like they're dropping some angles that they've had going for months now because it's SummerSlam. And I think that they, they very quickly swept some things under the rug on this show. And that, worries me and this is one of those things where depending on what they do in the next week or two this could either go on to be something very interesting between apollo and the hurt business or that's all done and we've got different places that we're going um and all of the time that we spent was basically wasted on a seven eight minute pre-show match yeah so fingers crossed that that's not the case with some of the other things but one of the big plot points that's been going in wwe lately is oscar and Sasha and Bailey. Sasha and Bailey are the champ champy champs holding both the women's tag team championships and the Raw and SmackDown championships, respectively. Uh, Bailey and Sasha, Sasha and Bailey, respectively. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They have all the damn titles. And uh, Asuka is pissed at them because they sent her little friend Kyrie Sane packing with an injury angle. Uh, so she's mad at them, and she worked her way into getting a title match at both their titles. On this show, and due to what we saw last week on SmackDown, we knew that Bailey was going to go first. And sure enough, she didn't just go first; she kicked off the whole damn show with her match versus Oscar for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, Nick, what did you think about this match? Given that it opened the whole show and also was sort of our lead-in to this big storyline, we kind of determined that it was going to be at the to I guess to be first. And I think there was somewhere along the line somebody said it was going to be the, the it was going to pull the curtain on the show. And I'm not sure exactly where that that happened, um, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what that's what it was going to be like. We knew at some point <laughs> that Bailey was going to Bailey was going to defend her championship to open the show. And, sure, okay, but but right, and, and and we knew that, and we figured that, and then it happened. What did you think about the match that they ended up having? Uh, it was it was good. I hate the fact that we can't have an Os a, a Bailey match without some kind of interference. It's it's impossible at this point. Isn't that kind of the point? Uh, Sasha and Bailey, they have each other's backs. They help each other win matches. That's literally the story that, that's going on with them, Nick. That's literally the story that they're uh, telling. And that was the story of this match was Asuka and Bailey going back and forth. Asuka's had Bailey's number for a while. 
And it was only because Sasha just kept interfering, kept interfering. Uh, and the fact that Asuka tweaked her knee at one point in the match, that Bailey was able to get the roll-up pin and retain her SmackDown Women's Championship, thanking Sasha Banks afterwards uh, in the process. So to me, I mean, here's the thing, Nick. Coming into the show, my, my guess was that given the storyline that we've had up until now, the fact that Asuka always beats Bailey, the fact that um, she's got you know, beef with both Sasha and on Bailey, but she's on Raw. She's a Raw superstar. And we just had it established that Bailey was going first, Sasha was going second, uh, and there was a bit of competition on SmackDown about that, where Sasha was kind of gloating that she had gotten that second play, that second position. The the story that that set up to me was that we were going to see Oscar get beaten by Bailey, be down and out, and then have a comeback against Sasha later in the show. And so this set that up, according to what I believe was going to happen. This set up that Bailey beat Oscar, Sasha helped her, and then later on a beaten down Oscar be facing Sasha, and Bailey would return the favor. See, I thought it would be the the opposite of that. I know you did. Uh, because I've been waiting for Sasha to turn for a year now. Sasha returned right. a year ago at SummerSlam, attacked right. Natalia, if you guys remember, um, which seemingly was pointless. I kind of made that at the point at the time. But I, I thought it would actually go the opposite way. I thought a fresh Asuka against a fresh Bailey, Asuka would prevail. Bailey would get butthurt about it, not help Sasha later. And then Asuka would end up with both belts, and it would really be the triggering point that went nuclear between uh, Sasha and Bailey. And See, I think that I think that you want the story to move a lot faster than it's that they're than they're planning on having it move. I have a feeling this is actually going to culminate, like, like move through the rest of the year of them slowly breaking up, breaking apart, and then they have a match at WrestleMania. That's my guess. Hmm. And and given that that's the timeline I'm looking at, I'm expecting this to go a lot slower. And They've I'm just still saying, got the Nick, tag titles, you know, Bailey's still got hers. Maybe they're dropping them one at a time. We got payback in a week. Who knows what's going to happen? And they're defending the tag titles at payback. Yep. So we could see this jump pretty quickly yep. into it. We'll get back to this when we talk about the uh, the Oscar-Sasha match later in the show. So we're going sequentially through the show here. So let's we'll, we'll talk about more of this later. Yep. But I wanted to set it up that that... That was the two different philosophies that you and I had. You thought the breakup was happening tonight. Oscar was going with both belts, and everything would go nuclear. I was saying, no, 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 no. This is going to be a slow play, and we'll end up the show with someone disappointed in somebody else. Yeah. But we will talk about that later on. Uh, um, I'm going to need a minute, by the way. <laughs> I oh, don't yes? know if you've been watching the that? chat, but it's exploding over no, there. I've been, I've been talking, man. We are man. almost done on? with a level two hype train. You guys are insane. Oh, my God. Uh, bear with me for a second, guys. J JB gifted a tier one sub to Nicholas Yates. Uh, thank you very nice. much, JB. Uh, Nicholas, make sure you uh, thank JB for that gifted yeah. sub. Uh, Costanza cheered 100 bits, said overall, pretty good show. I agree. Uh, Kyle said, cheered 100 bits, said most notable thing about the U.S. title match, Apollo has pyro now. That's nice, at least. Yeah, he does. Keith, Keith, Keith Lee coming for it once Lashley wins it. Uh, uh, That's very interesting. <laughs> we'll come back to we'll come back to that. Uh, Costanza That's... with a hundred bits. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, RBDX three gifted a tier one sub to Mountain Man Nap. Thank you, RBD and Mountain Man. Make sure you thank RBD for that gifted sub. Legend. Oh, oh those are follows. Those are follows. Let's see. Costanza cheered a hundred <laughs> bits. Keep the train going. Yes. Yeah. Baby. Thank you guys so much. JB gifted another. 
another tier one sub Good Lord, to JJ's back. Uh, JJ, make sure you thank JB for that gifted sub. Welcome aboard. Kyle gave us 100 bits, said, like, if you were going to do Asuka challenging for both titles, to me, she needs to go John Wick on both people, especially Bailey, after retiring Kyrie. And that's yeah. why I thought she was going to beat Bailey first. Was and I'm not going to lie. For Kyrie, and then she was going to yeah. beat Sasha to get her title back, and that's why I picked both of them, frankly. If I had a nitpick about this, the major nitpick I had was Asuka was so chipper coming in this match, dancing around backstage, danced to the ring, seemed very happy, and I didn't have that sense that these two women had beaten her up and her best friend and sent her best friend out of the company by beating her up so bad. I didn't get that feeling, and that was a, a major uh, thorn in my side with this, where I was like, I'm, I like the action. Obviously, Bailey and, and Oscar put on a very solid match. Um, I thought the storyline that played out the way I thought it would, and it was appropriate. The only nitpick I had was Oscar didn't seem mad enough at them. Still, I agree. If you know what there I mean, there should have been so. some vitriol left there. I, I completely Absolutely. agree. Uh, yes. RBDX3 gifted another tier one sub to New Music Inferno. Make sure you thank Dang. RBD for that gifted sub. Welcome aboard. Uh, Jacob, the other kid you know, gifted a tier one sub to Legend Killer 529. Thank you, Jacob. And make sure you thank Jacob nice. there for that gifted sub. Welcome. Yep. Uh, RBDX gave it 100 bits, and he gave another tier one sub to DD. Good Heim. Lord. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. And finally, Costanza. We got the hype train going. They're trying to get those emotes, You man. ain't kidding. Uh, <laughs> Costanza with another 100 bits said he's going to try to JB. We're going to try to get us to out of uh, level three. Let's go for it, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> next match. Let's keep okay, it going. Okay. So we got, yeah, let's let's rock on. We'll come back to, to Bailey, Oscar, and, uh, and Sasha later on. But, uh, yeah, needed to have a little bit more anger there. But we'll come back to that because the next match was Andrade and uh, Angel Garza versus the Street Profits for the Raw Tag Team titles. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So this, these guys have been circling each other for a while now. We've ha seen them have matches. We've seen the Street Profits beat Garza and Andrade before because Garza and Andrade weren't on the same page. And then that went away, and then there was this whole poisoning angle where somebody apparently poisoned Montez Ford's cup, uh, and that someone was apparently Zelina Vega, who must be the dumbest manager ever to poison someone <laughs> Weeks before the actual match so that not only have they recovered by then, but they have enough time to figure out that you did it so they can be mad at you and then take it out on your two dudes uh, who you're supposed to have this match for who then also get distracted by knocking you off of the apron because she got knocked off the apron at the end by Andrade who then went out to check on her while Angel Garza was busy being pinned going back to the old storyline that they had of them not being on the same page. Yep. Nick, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in a loony bin here. I feel like I'm watching the same thing over and over and over again. I'm like Sisyphus with matches here. What's going on? Why, why are they, why did they go back to the well? It's a, it's a bit telenovela, isn't it? It's it's a bit with all of the different things going on, and you've got Andrade and Garza at each other. You've got Zelina Vega poisoning somebody else and uh, not claiming it and being blamed for it. And no, I didn't. And yes, uh, yes, she did. Nick, except I trust telenovelas to actually move stories forward and not go back to previous storylines and try to rehash things that we've already been on and then stop them and then start them again later after doing something dumb in the middle. Yeah, that's a good point. Which is what we did here. That's a fair point. Absolutely and not perfect. only that, okay, so now Garza and Andrade, are they they lost to the Street Profits again, despite all of their shenanigans. They're back, you know, like, well, we're not on the same page anymore. They're back to that now. So what happens next? What, what other tag teams are there? We've seen Viking Raiders versus Street Profits. Now we've seen Garza and Andrade. 
Who else is there? I don't know. What other tag team is there on Monday Night Raw? What else are you going to do? Uh, draft you a few more, hopefully. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're going to need a draft because everything's just right now on on the Raw tag team division. I don't know what they were thinking with this match. The 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 storyline for it was all over the place. It made no sense. The poisoning angle was stupid. It made Zelina look stupid. It made her look stupid at the end to keep her one of her two guys outside the ring instead of telling him to get his ass back in the ring right. and help Angel win the damn match. So it, this was frustrating on a story level, but that being said, obviously the athleticism in the match was fantastic. Montez Ford even doing like a 180 frog splash at the end because the man is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, the, I mean, the match itself was athletic and exciting. The storyline was just dumb as a box of rocks. Yeah. So that was very frustrating. Yeah, I have nothing much to say about this other than I, I figured <laughs> that Andrade and Angel Garza, they were not there yet. I would not be surprised if they did get them very soon, though, but it just wasn't time yet. And I, that was just a yeah. gut-feeling pick on my part. It just they were The Street Profits are two together, and they're too hype right now yes. to, to take it off of them, and they look the part in the ring. Angel, Angel and, uh, and, and Andrade still look like they're kind of all over the place. Which is, I think, the point. That's the storyline they're going for. But it's, it's frustrating because that's where they've been for months now. And they haven't, they haven't done anything with it. Yeah. They haven't moved it forward. They moved it forward and then they stopped it. And then they surprisingly dropped it on us again tonight. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, this is one of my stumbles on the show. Luckily, I didn't put a whole lot of confidence points on it because I, I, I was confident in the fact that they have no idea how to book their tag team division. Right. So I knew that whatever I picked here, I wasn't going to be confident in. So I didn't put a lot of money on it. Didn't put a lot of points on there it. There you go. But uh, I did pick the wrong ones here. So you got this one. Yep. You got to give me a minute. Uh, I got to catch up again. We're going to have to do this oh, between Lord. matches. Right. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, we had a hype train going, so the glass has been shattering like crazy over here. Uh, <laughs> Abe threw in 200 bits, says, I agree with Ian. Everything great about this, but wish Asuka was more pissed off. Yep. I yeah, think that's Asuka the point. Match, really. For sure. Uh, JB with 100 bits. Thank you. She's got another 200 Thanks, bits. Thank you. Trying to get that hype train over the Reesh. hump. Uh, for all the for all the emotes, uh, Esme threw in a hundred bits. Uh, Kyle threw a hundred in and said, "Street profits are officially at New Day syndrome levels of winning title defenses or title wins. They sell merch, so they keep the tag titles no matter what the story is." I don't think it's that simple or that trivial, but well, it's not I don't wrong. think he's he's not. You're not wrong. Yeah. you know they're they're here to have fun. They're here to sell merch, and and they're charismatic. People love them so. Yeah. You know. uh, RBD threw in 100 bits. Thank you, sir. Esme threw another 100 bits. Nothing can stop the dong except a roll-up. Except a roll-up. A roll-up will absolutely <laughs> stop the dong. I mean, if you think about it from a physics standpoint, it means that the dong is actually above his center of mass. So it means that it's actually right. part of what's holding him down. So not only do you have the entire weight of another human being holding you down, but you have the immense mass and weight of the Garza dong also pressing down on right. you. And I'm sorry, but just gravity and inertia is going to cause you to just be that much more easily pinned than in a schoolboy roll-up. Exactly. Plus the, the centrifugal the force of the roll-up, you know, you get the momentum oh, Jesus. going. Yeah, well, I mean, if, I mean, if you get that real, if you really get momentum going, they never stop rolling. Right, that's true. That's Once, a good point. You know, yeah. <laughs> RBD gifted another tier one sub to CD Nuts. I'm scared to say that one on stream, but whatever. Uh, make sure you thank RBD for that gifted sub. Welcome to the stream. As we cheered another 100 bits, says, where do the profits go from here? Mustache Mountain to Maine? A girl can hope. <laughs> Ooh, I yeah, I don't know if they'd know what to do with Mustache Mountain on Maine. I mean, you, it's not like Vince is going to book a couple of hobbits. Well, no, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> just saying. That's a good point. All right, I think we're ready. We're caught up. 
Okay, cool. Then we'll move on to the next match, which we both called right. And I think nearly everyone got right on this one because just with everything that's been going on with the way that uh, this has been built, we kind of saw this coming. Sonya Deville versus Mandy Rose. Initially, it was going to be a hair versus hair match. It ended up being a loser leaves WWE match. Uh, no DQ. And I'm not going to lie, Nick. I, I have to say, I think that was a bad call. What was? Um, having it be a loser leaves WWE match and not a hair match. I think a hair match would have had more spectacle. It would have been more eye-popping. It would have felt more vicious and personal. And instead, what we got was essentially a straightforward match that was, I'm not going to lie, a little sloppy. Yeah. And then a finish that was fine um, with a couple of running knees to Sonya. But Mandy just straight up overpowered Sonya for most of this match, which really undercuts a lot of what we've seen before, which is Sonya really overpowering Mandy. And so it just it just, it felt awkward. This whole match just felt a little bit off. I don't know how better to put it than that. Uh, it wasn't like they were doing bad work out there or anything. It just it just it did never really clicked. I guess there were two things and then, here. Oh, go ahead, finish. I was just gonna say at the end you've got Sonya losing and then leaving and throwing a bit of a fit in the outside and then leaving and then you've got Otis runs to the ring with his briefcase to remind us that he exists and he throws his girlfriend on his shoulder and she tries to do the worm and it's awful uh, but hilariously cute um, and that's the way it ends it's like yay happy ending Mandy has defeated her evil ex-best friend who's now sent packing and it just felt just lacking it wasn't it didn't it didn't hit the ground with all four feet, okay. I guess. Let me paint a different picture. The go ahead. Um, so at the end, we've seen Sonya and Mandy have several matches. Uh, yes. And it has, as, as you said, usually been uh, Sonya just outclassing Mandy Rose uh, because time. of her background. And they tell that story well uh, from commentary and all that stuff with her MMA background and all that. But what we saw in this match, especially as we got more and more to the end, Mandy was more willing to take risks she was doing some different spots, and at the very end of it, she ca- she had to hit her with about 27 knee strikes to put her down, <laughs> and once she finally got a couple of those to land, it was the thing that finally got Sonya down. That's that's one thing. I actually like that side of the story. It, it shows her kind of overcoming that. Outside sure. of kayfabe, if I'm going to take that hat off for a second, you're Sonya Deville. You had what happened last week. You're probably getting ready to go through some pretty serious trial court proceedings the last thing you want to be doing is showing up to court with a shaved head and you know at, at the at the end of it you know oh you're a you're a wrestler is you that's that's what you do <laughs> so, so why 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 does your your picture here why why would you shave your head is it I don't know if she'll be doing any court proceedings for a while. I don't know how fast sure, that system is going to work sure. down there especially in the middle of a pandemic but I think you make a really good point yeah. about her appearance. Yeah. No lawyer is going to be okay with you completely overhauling your image and appearance right. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You want you want the jury to be able to recognize you right. if it goes to a jury trial. So no, that's a, that's a, actually a really good point, Nick, is that she'd have to be growing her hair back. Also, um, you can't have both a hair and leave match because part of the fun of a hair match is seeing people show up the next few times with this new short hair. Remember when Vince McMahon got his head shaved, like the do-rag, you made a whole angle out of that. Right. Um, so, you know, having the, having the hair is, uh, there, there has been, I know in the past, you know, shave your head, loser leaves town kind of thing. But, um, in modern WWE, I'd be shocked if they did that. Yeah. So a lot of reasons why not to have a hair match. It's just disappointing because that is the more spectacular match. And that was the whole angle that they built with Shonya chopping off some of Mandy's hair was that was what they were building towards. We called it 
the second that they did that. Yeah. Um, so to go toward to go to this is a little disappointing, but it makes all the sense in the world. Um, if it's Sony taking time off for mental health, if it's Sony taking time off for court reasons, for legal reasons, or just for whatever, um, then you know uh, more power to her, and I, I hope everything goes well for her. And frankly, I really hope she comes back to WWE and gets a massive push, either as a face or just as a, as a killer monster uh, heel. Yeah, I'd love to see so, her surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble in January, you know, four or five absolutely. months from now. Uh, catch it up real quick. RBDX said, uh, don't forget the D2F ratio. What is D2F ratio, Ian? Down to F? I'm not sure. No, it's something to do with Angel Garza, I'm betting, because it's going back to the physics when we were talking about rotational forces. I'm not sure what D... Let us know in the chat, RBD. What is D2F? Dong, dong to face dong ratio? Dong to face ratio, I'm not maybe. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true. You know, Angel Dong, you, you roll over on your back and you're, you're in danger of getting a nose broken right, right there. Exactly. So I'm, I'm just saying, you yeah. know. Especially with um, all the gravity. <laughs> that's right. That, that centrifugal force, that thing comes whipping around, man. You could you could actually knock yourself out pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, Esme with 100 bits said, Mandy's outfit had shades of basic instinct. Just saying. Yes, it did. That's the first thing I thought, of, I thought of when I saw her come down the ramp with the slick back hair and the white outfit. I was just like, I remember that oh, movie. That, man, Sonya Deville came out looking like 100 bucks, and I don't know what Mandy... Yeah. Who told Mandy to wear that, but... Somebody Good sewed the, the bottom of a T-shirt together and she put it on. I, I don't know. It, it just it looked ridiculous. It was something. Yep. Kyle with 100 bits said, Sonny's final Twitter message, goodbye. God bless her, and I hope this isn't the last we see her. Given everything, the ending I feel needed to be a little bit sweeter than celebratory. A little bit bittersweet than ce- little bit bittersweet than celebratory. I need to yeah, it just kind of ended. She just kind of walked off. Yeah. And it was, that was too bad. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah. So, surprise the night, uh, Nick. We had a match, Seth Rollins versus Dominic Mysterio in a street fight. Yep. Man, this was not what I expected. And that's two nights in a row we've had a rookie wrestler show up and show the hell out. Dominic Mysterio apparently watched Pat McAfee last night and went, okay, well, I've got to step up to that guy's level because uh, he did. Because this was a long, brutal, emotional. You want to talk about telenovelas? Yeah, this, is, this was the telenovela match. This was the telenovela match. You had Rey Mysterio on the outside watching his son getting the crap beat out of him and dying inside and then ultimately getting handcuffed to the ring ropes and having to watch his son get beat up and watch Seth actually. His wife came out to try to stop the match. She's standing at the top of the ramp and Ray is like he's he's handcuffed to the rope, and Seth is going menacingly towards his wife, and he's screaming, and Dominic's coming over to save his mom, and like you don't go for mama. Come on, that, man. That's not his mom. Was you know what I mean? Yeah. I you, like how you said Ray's wife, not Dom's mom, but you just kind of undid that. So yeah, you, you don't go for mama, yeah. a mama. She's still the mama. She throw a chunk out of your head, yeah. man. <laughs> don't mess with her. All right, that's the point. That's the bottom line. You don't go for the mama. That would, if she, so, you know, her coming out ultimately to the top of the ramp would have been fantastic. If Seth went up, he went up open arms, started going up the ramp before Dom came out and got got him. Uh, but if she, if he had gotten all the way up there, she starts like hitting him with a with a with a chunkla. Just, yeah, just yeah. Starts beating no on him. No mames, puto. No mames. Mi hijo, mi hijo. No más paga mi hijo. Ay, me voy a matarte. No, I would be. I would have loved that too, but that was not what happened. But you had so much family drama, and Seth was just at his absolutely most most evil here. Buddy Murphy was doing some great heel work, like like uh, um, what do you call it? henchman heel work yeah. on the on the outside. 
So no, it was uh, it was actually a shockingly good match. And the funny thing is, Nick, is did you ever go back and watch that eye for an eye match? No. Why would you? Because most of it's good. Oh. Most of it's a really well worked match. And this was Seth working with a kid who's been trained by Rey Mysterio, who did everything like honestly, Dominic looked really smooth. He did. He looked green, but he looked really smooth. And was Seth doing a lot of the work? Yes. Did Dominic hold up his end of the bargain? Absolutely. We got some good Again, fro- uh, frog splashes, uh, tribute to Eddie. We, uh, there was one thing that I noticed that Dom did that's super pro that I don't even see professional superstars doing when, they ha- when they're in this spot. So there was a spot, they had a superplex spot where, where Seth superplexed Dominic off of the top rope. And there, when, when they got him and they were getting ready to go, you could see Dom sort of put his toe tap to the top of the ring post and push off a little bit. Yes, like, with the superplex. I was like, yeah. oh, Dom, that was smooth. Yeah. Oh, that was mm-hmm. really good. So I, I just wanted to call attention to that one. I loved this. I absolutely wanted Dominic to win, but I have nothing bad to say about anything that went down in this match. I thought it was fan-freaking-tastic. It over-delivered AF. Yeah, and, and, I, and the storytelling was, was, was top-notch. Yep. And, and again, that's what I meant about the eye for an eye match was once again, Seth was kind of the guy in the middle orchestrating the story and telling a really good, very, as we said, telenovela, high-emotion story. Ray was, you know, beside himself and screaming and yelling and, and uh, you know, in, in anguish watching all this go on, and it was, it was just good stuff yeah. all around. Very vicious, very hard-hitting. Another match that really hurt. A lot of kendo sticks getting used. Seth was covered in welts. Dom was covered in welts again. They had his nice little Dominic Mysterio gear on with his stupid hoodie. Um, uh, no mask, though, Nick. No mask. Sorry, buddy. Kind of, though. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Well, hang on. It wasn't that binary, all right? Oh, God. He had, go. he had some, uh, some implements on the side of his hoodie, and we did have a backstage spot where he was standing in front of his locker with two masks. And at the time, what looked like he did have a cape on, what turned out to be his, his hoodie, I think. But there was there's some hints there of things to come. I believe I'm not completely writing you, it you, off yet. You need some go go gadget arms for the kind of reaching that you're doing here, man. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, the bottom line was is that ultimately that got stripped down and he was he was nearly topless again. And Seth was beating him with the kendo stick. And ultimately, as Ray was chained to the to the ring rope, gave Dominic a stomp and the one two three and cackled in Ray's face. Uh, dropped the key to the handcuffs on on Dominic as they left, and Dominic unhooked Ray, and they embraced at the end of this. So just great drama all around, and for a feud that has been back and forth in terms of ridiculous stuff, one thing that it has had, I will give it credit for, is that they have had some really good, like, dastardly evil moments from Seth, um, some intense confrontations and whatnot. You know, it's it's been up and down, but this was definitely one of the highest points. Yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Mm, it was so good. I want more, and I didn't think well, you I might would come out it. of this I, saying that. To be honest with you, you might get it because next week on Sunday we've got payback, and the title of the show is Payback, and Rey Mysterio might want some payback, which I thought we were kind of going to get just, with this after the beatdown of Dominic last week. So I'm just saying yeah. we might be seeing some payback next week, and that's something that you might see coming. Yep. Uh, quick catch up. Kyle gave 100 bits, said, so given the result of this match, where do we go with Seth? 
because all the current storylines need to be wrapped by December when Becky's baby is due. Figured this would be the start of the greater good falling apart, putting Buddy and Dom over before December. It's a good point. Mm. We haven't talked about that much. Where does Seth go beyond even beyond payback? Like, how do we how do we blow this off if ultimately with with Rey Mysterio and Dominic now? I don't know. I don't know how you do. I mean, it's it's a matter of if Ray and Dominic want to let it go or if they just finally want to get even with that evil bastard Seth Rollins um, or what it is. I mean, I almost could see this ending at, this way and then someone else coming to Raw, you know, someone who's got a whole lot of hype behind him, a couple of rockets strapped to him, someone the company's very high on, getting into a feud with Seth Rollins and then, you know, sending Seth out of the business for a while come uh, by, by the end of the year. I, I can't imagine who that would be, Nick, but I would imagine that he would have to be someone whose career is is on the rise so fast that he seems almost limitless. But that's just, you know, that's, that's just maybe me booking. Uh, I, I don't know who that could possibly be, yeah. so I'm just going gonna, gonna to throw that out there and maybe we'll see if yeah, it comes something to like that. Uh, Costanza mm. threw 100 bits in and said, love Seth's outfit, making fun of Ray. That was that was Yeah, good, good call. Yeah, we were. Everyone was kind of like, "What the hell is Seth wearing?" And then when you looked at his pants, I was like, "Oh my God, that's Rey Mysterio's outfit from when he faced Eddie back in WCW, uh, Halloween Havoc '95, '97, something like that." Yeah, so long time. Good ago. grief. Uh, let's see. Esme said, uh, "Gave a hundred bits." Thank you. Uh, who had a better showing, Pat or Dom? I did actually just put a poll up, and based on your votes, it does appear that you guys all preferred Dominic, which. Wow! Interesting. Okay. It's it's funny actually. I would I would say Pat McAfee. Uh, Dom's it's really close. Dom took more of a beating. Pat wrestled more. That's a good. Point. Pat went in there and told. Pat was in there equally telling a story with Adam Cole and did a lot of running the match. Like you know, I, I, Seth was running this. You didn't match. see Pat opening the match with a couple of deep arm drags like he was still in the performance center. It was no, like you, but he Pat did have a, he did have a couple wrestling. of. Pat came out locking up like someone like yeah. you know it, <laughs> not the point. best lockups I've ever seen, but it's the bottom. <laughs> That's a good point. Did, they they also started on the basics with Pat. Oh my goodness! Okay, we're back, guys. Retribution Hello. strikes again. Yeah. Holy smokes! So they apparently we didn't see them on on the show in Orlando tonight because they're still in North Carolina. I yeah. just want you guys to know there is a bounty out. I have put a cash bounty out. A king's on ransom, anyone, if you will. Uh, well, I'm not a king. Oh, okay. I just didn't uh, know if you had Chad Gable on the on the scene looking for uh, him or something. Listen, no. Okay. I'm not just going checking. down that path. I'm just, no, I'm there just is saying. a bounty out to figure out what's going on with, with Retribution here. Apologies for the interruptions. We're back. Uh, let's see. Esme gave... Yep, okay. She had one more. She said they gave 100 bits. Thank you. They need to stop covering up Buddy's physique. It's criminal at this point. She's not wrong. Yeah. She's not... That, that guy didn't... He got a better nothing. body than Seth. Uh, right, he's got a better body than most guys in that roster. He didn't. Somebody he, said Seth he, had a dad bod. <laughs> if that's a dad bod, I'll take a dad bod. I want a dad bod. Sign me bod. up. Sign me up for a dad bod. Yeah, I got him a and, big old beer gut dad bod. <laughs> between him and AJ Styles yeah. with their quote unquote dad bods, maybe in the world of professional wrestling, there's a professional wrestler dad bod. But then again, I've also seen Arn Anderson without his shirt on. So, you know, I know that's not true either. So, right. but yes, okay. So leaving it at this. Uh, both Pat and Dominic put on absolutely fantastic matches for different reasons. I think Dominic looked smoother, but Pat was more in control of the match and definitely showed a ton more personality, much more storytelling, and more of an all-around professional wrestler, sure. I thought, whereas whereas Dominic was just a very good wrestler, 
if that makes sense. It does. So it does. There you go. There but was yes, a little definitely. bit of lucha influence in uh, in Dominic that came out as well, doing a little bit more high spots. But then you got Pat doing backflips off the top. I was going to say you want to talk about jumps. lucha moves. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I, I say that, then I'm like, well, the dude what about did a Pat? standing backflip from the top turnbuckle and landed so squarely on his feet he didn't even move. It was like a gymnastics move. And then he ran st- right out of that, straight back up and jumped. Yeah, and jumped all the way up. all the way up to the top turnbuckle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Dominic had some good stuff, but Pat was unbelievable. There you go. Um, right, threw a hundred bits and said retribution. I agree. Retribu- I agree. Retribution. <laughs> we'll get it figured yeah. out, guys. Thanks for hanging with us. We never see them coming. It's crazy. Yep. It's like the it's like the catchphrase for WWE is striking us as well. <laughs> so we are back. We're back to to Sasha Banks and Oscar now. Oscar gets her second shot at a title of the evening after losing to Bailey earlier. You had to assume that she was fired up for this one, and yet. Not really a whole lot of selling that either. She was no. selling a, a, her her knee, but again, no, no real anger, not really any fire. But I'll be damned if we didn't get an even better match out of her and Sasha. This Definitely. was a slobber knocker. Uh, this was just two women absolutely going ham to at top of their game, women wrestlers going at it and just kicking seven sorts of ass. This match was awesome. And I like the fact that it, on the one hand, it seems very rote to to have the finish of this match mirror the finish of the previous match, but they want to make the story, I think, somewhat obvious, right? Because the story here was Bailey goes to try to interfere in the match in the exact same way as Sasha gets up on the on the turnbuckle or the start the turnbuckle gets up on the apron in the exact same place. Uh, tries to run interference, but doesn't. When Oscar runs to the to the uh, side, does not take the hit. Like Sasha did in the earlier match, she tries to dive out of the way, which opens her up for an Asuka backfist, which sends her off the, off the apron and allows Asuka to go back in and tap out Sasha Banks, who is screaming for Bailey. But of course, there was no Bailey to be found because she was on the outside with a big old lump on her head thanks to that backfist. So Sasha Banks does lose her title to Asuka, fulfilling the Syrian Dangerous prophecy. Okay. So here we are. That's what went down with Nick. I know you had thought she was getting both the titles. She just got the raw title. Are you cool with that? Is that, do you think that was the right decision now that it's happened? Looking back at it. I don't know yet. Is this the right thing? Nothing's happened because of it yet. So I I don't know yet. It's one of those things where I need, before I can go back and look backwards, I need to see, all right, what are, what are we paying for here? Okay. I have, I've, it's a it's a film yet to be seen, right? It's like I, I I'm hoping that this pays it forward into the the breakup angle that we get between Sasha and Bailey. But we've been see, waiting think, for that for so long now. I'm starting to get a little cry wolf on this. Like, I, okay, they were even at the end of this. They were even sitting in the ring sulking. There were a, a couple of hints that uh oh, much like we had with Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss a couple of three weeks ago. They were sitting in there sulking, and I was waiting for Sasha to straight around, just turn around and deck Bailey. Right. I, there was a little bit of, of disappointment with each other at the end. Sasha looked like she was mad at Bailey, but it didn't look like, it looked like we're slow playing this. They're not so mad they're going to break up. They've got a tag team title defense next week. But also, when it comes to Asuka, Nick, on the pre show, we had Shayna show up at the table and say, hey, just so you all know, it doesn't matter who wins because I got next on that Raw Whoever championship. Whoever the Raw championship is. Yeah, yeah. The, Sasha, Asuka, doesn't matter. I got next. The fact that Shayna and Asuka teamed up a little while ago also was part of why I, I thought Asuka was going to win. You've got storyline between Asuka and, and, Sha- and uh, Sonya 
Sonia, Shayna, good lord, Sonia, Sasha, Shayna, Sasha Banks. Uh, so yeah, Shayna, Oscar, that's going to be a great feud, and especially with Nia Jax circling it as well, you could have all kinds of things go on with that. So you've got storyline there. So yeah. to me, it makes sense. It just all made sense to put that one title on Oscar. She can go do her thing on Raw, and Bailey and Sasha can go do their thing somewhere else. Yeah. They lose the tag titles. Bailey still has the SmackDown Championship, and they can go feud for the SmackDown Championship if that's what it is. Sure. So I to like me, that, that. Seems, that seems much more elegant. Yeah, drop the titles to, uh, I don't know, the Icon Ruby Riot Squad, something. Drop right. them to the Iconics, and then the Iconics can feud with the Riot Squad for sure. them. Sure. I, I like how all that works out. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I wouldn't be mad at any of that. Yeah, a little Ian Booking hat on right there. There you go. So, there you go, buddy. Um, Let me so, know yeah, what years worth. Yeah, so I, I picked uh, Sasha on that one. You picked, uh, or sorry, you picked Sasha. I picked Asuka on that one, so another one for I, your boy. I did end up picking Asuka on the pickums though, for what it's worth. Oh, you did for this one. Yeah, I picked him. I picked her to win both. Oh, well, that was smart. Yeah, save yourself one then. Yeah. Do you need to do any catching up? Or are we looking good? Uh, we got a couple to catch up on. Let's see. Are we? Oh, what what happened here? Oh my God! Ask me with the thousand bits. Oh dang! Oh, that's our first one. Oh my goodness! Thank you, woman. Making it rain. Yes. Holy smokes! All right, let me catch up real quick. Uh, the other kid you know said, gave 100 bits. Thank you. It was, Thank you, brother. He said it was Halloween Havoc 97 title versus It was 97. Mask. Okay. Yeah. Not 95. That's right. And Esme Here with the 1,000 uh, bits is, by the, was way, a you, match. by the way, Sorry. you guys killed it this weekend. Mailbag, wrap-up, Discord, posting the vids, big slow clap. Nicely done, sirs. Mm. Thank you very much. Thank you, Esme. I appreciate all the support. Lots of fun. Love it. All right. We're good. Excellent. We're because yep. it's time to talk about... One of our two main events, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Oh, you evil bastard. Drew. Randy Orton. And Drew. That for the, for specimen of a man. That <laughs> specimen of a human being. No jacket, no trench coat this, this time. Just walks out in a pair of trunks, his boots, and that damn title around his waist. And, and about two inches Lord. of sweat over his entire body. I know you were oh. drooling at home over him, Nick. <laughs> That's a lot of man. That is, that, that's, well, so what's the matter, honey? Too much raw dude for you? <laughs> it was, well, it's little a Clint Eastwood hat tip dude. there for that one. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is just a man that walked out of that ramp. But Holy not like, smoke. Not like Randy Orton is not also six foot six of, of raw man as well. Uh, this, is, this was a whole bunch of man meat in this ring for yeah. this match. A lot of beef the in w here. For the <laughs> WWE Championship. Oh, man. It was like a slaughterhouse or so much beef in there. Uh, uh yeah, and it's, you know, it's funny, Nick. It actually made me realize it's been a while since we've seen two guys the size of Drew and Randy go at it in WWE. Now, you Properly, could argue Drew, yeah. Drew and, and Lashley, uh, you could argue, but, you know, Randy's got the height as well. Lashley's a little shorter, but, I mean, he's also, he, what, he what he loses in height, he makes up for in width. Sure. But it's been a while since I saw... A match like this and like even edge is kind of wiry relatively speaking you know yeah these two guys have such damn chemistry nick this was i would say a pretty just straightforward classic professional wrestling match no frills no big crazy outside of the ring spots except for a little bit of toss and drew onto the desk at the beginning but like just straightforward two big dudes wrestling beating the crap out of each other using the ref to get an eye poke in there because drew is doing the figure four because of rick flair 
just good, good, basic, clean storytelling, great chemistry, big dudes. And at the end of the day, Nick, the ending of this match, Randy was going for the RKO throughout the entire match, could never hit it, couldn't even hit his draping DDT. But at the end, Drew goes for the Claymore, Randy ducks it, goes for an RKO, and Drew reverses it into a backslide pin and pins Randy Orton with a backslide pin out of nowhere for the one, two, three. We never had a finisher hit. We never had a finisher even come close to hitting. Drew women missed by a country mile. So, wow, very unusual finish for this. But also, Nick, I know you hate roll-up finishes and quick finishes like this. Did were you like me? I thought this was a fantastic finish. No, I, I listen. So, r- schoolboy roll-up finishes and or inside cradles, whatever you want to call them, distraction roll-ups is the thing that really just winds me up. Like what we got with the Bailey Oscar match at the start of the show. Although I would argue that that served a storyline purpose as well. Sure, fine, but I, it's, it's just so over. I, I don't disagree with you that it's useful in the right place, but it's so effing overdone. In WWE, I think Simon is up to sixty-five roll-ups, and just since March, yeah, on on his on his up down, it's uh, it's way overdone, and it takes so it diminishes all of the value when it does serve a story and a purpose like like what you're describing with with Bailey. So no, I didn't mind the backslide. I thought it was kind of it was kind of neat, and the fact that neither of them got their finishers off keeps them both looking strong. We're not done with this. We're definitely going to go no. right back to this. No, we've <laughs> got to have the finisher versus finisher match yeah. where like the finishers actually do break, get broken out here. And I want to see, see finisher if, spam and false finishes and kickouts and like I want to see the drama of well, a big finish. And between Drew taking out Brock in record time and Randy Orton taking out Edge, these two guys are two of the strongest built guys in the company right now. Yep. So, you know, if you're going to if you're going to have two and also two of the strongest finishers. So, if you're going to have them go and actually bust out the finishers, I kind of want to know who's going to stay down on whose finisher here. But luckily, that wasn't tonight. This was here to wet our appetite, and my appetite is wet. <laughs> it's wet very much. Wet, wet it, it is. This was in my opinion like the Seth and the Seth and Dominic match was superlative. It was the sleeper match of the show. This was the best match of the show. This one right here with Drew and Randy. Like just, just from a classic match standpoint. This was a, a, a great match. So, uh, so and, and it makes me happy, man. I want Drew to be a champ that's going to give us good matches. I want Drew to go out there. First, he looks like a damn champ. He acts like a damn champ. He talks like a damn champ. And if he can go out and have matches like a damn champ against evil villains like Randy Orton, who's established himself as just the most evil son of a bitch in the company, sorry, Braun, then, yeah, give me more of this. Done well, the difference and is, done. There's a hu- there's humanity and evil, uh, not evil, but evil like Randy Orton, and then there's just this fantasy monster kind of stuff. Yeah. that what's bronze? I think it's apples and oranges. Well, let's, I, I, you know, I guess let's go talk about that because okay. I guess we. Right, let we me kinda, catch up on one real have quick. To. You catch up real quick. Kyle threw hundred bits in. Thank you, sir. Thank said, you. I'm so glad they put Drew over here. This was the big win Drew needed to truly solidify him as a top company babyface. This was the type of match and win Kofi was lacking, uh, match and win that Kofi was lacking last year, and so glad they pulled the trigger. Yeah. I agree. Plus, we got massive, massive pyro for his entrance once he got it's, into the it ring. It wasn't back to having a full audience, but it was a step closer. Yep. And you can just see how goddamn electric it's going to be. When that guy walks out as champ in front of a crowd, good God! What do you think God. of Vince's uh, clanging swords at the beginning of the 
whatever. That's, <laughs> it's not, you know, here's the thing. Oh, it's I not, made it now. It's mine. It's not fine. It's not dumb like the Kapwing for Ricochet. It, it, he's trying to find another glass break thing, you know? Yeah. It's not It's not dumb like the Ricochet Kapwing. It's not dumb like the Alistair Black as he's rising up, right? It's It works. It's it's kind of like the Apollo uh, entrance where they changed it. So he goes, Apollo! At the beginning of it. Apollo! Uh, yeah. Kapla! It's fine. <laughs> it's cool. It's it, all right. It lends. It makes you kind of sit up. It, it it gooses you a bit. Sure. So, so so apparently he's a wrestler that is somehow steeped in battle with the English. Yes. <laughs> okay. What his okay, finisher's Vince. a claymore, Nick. <laughs> Get on the same page here. Esme with a hundred bit says, "I like the sword. Very brave." <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> That's what, right. We're supposed to think of Braveheart. Oh, oh, come on, man. man. All right. All right. Uh, let's let's talk about the thing we got to talk about. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this final match. It was oh. it was going so well, Nick. It was going so well up until this point. And then we had the fiend Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman for the Universal Championship. This is why you're all here, by the way. I'm, I'm assuming. <sighs> this, is, this, is the, this is the climax of the show that you came to see. Because it's about to get ends. But it's, it's about to get ugly. Yeah. Um, so the entire build to this, the entire video package was about Braun and his love with Alexa and how he had changed since going and doing that swamp whatever match that he had with Bray. And all of this build is being done for Braun's character. And who he is now, and how he's not how he used to be, and he's all—he's powerful. He can might be able to take on the fiend. He knows all of Bray's secrets, but Bray might have one up on him because he knows something about Alexa that maybe Braun doesn't. So that's all we're given for this match, and then out comes the fiend with his amazing, amazing entrance, even with nobody there, and just you know the the video screens and everything. It's it's an empty arena. Don't care. It's just. It is such an amazing entrance, and still gives a year later since the first time we saw it. It still gives me goosebumps. Yep. And then I'll I'll go out and, I, I think I even said it in the live chat. It's better than the Undertaker's. You can keep your moon and lightning. You know, uh, it's it's it, right there with it. No, no disrespect to the history of the Undertaker and his Taker's amazing is just so classic. Uh, uh, that's that's what the nostalgia and the classic nature of it is. What keeps people around. This is this is next level. This Taker is. entering at WrestleMania twenty nine, twenty eight, with the hands coming up. And the mist, you know what I'm talking mm, oh, about? Oh, yeah, yeah, where he came up through the floor. Yeah, yeah, Best, Best Undertaker entrance everywhere yeah. any, any t- at, at any time. Better than, better than Fiend. Yep. That's the only one. Fight me. All right, we'll come back to that. The bottom line is Fiend, great entrance. Braun comes out. He's got a new Tron, new entrance, whoop-de-doo. He comes down to the ring. They face off. Uh, bell is rung, and chaos ensues. They spill to the outside. Um, they trash the entire announce area. They trash the timekeeper's area, going through barricades. Uh, taking hellacious moves and popping right back up, both of them acting like proper monsters in wrestling do, like when you have two monsters and they just don't sell anything and just boom, boom, boom. And then they end up fighting to the back and they go to Gorilla, which is surprisingly empty. I guess no one's running the show, which would explain a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then Braun gets tucked into both walls and then gets Sister Abigail on the floor, but he kicks out and we spill back towards the ring because apparently when we have falls get anywhere, we have to have at least one fall happen somewhere else, and then we can go right back to the ring. So it's great. We head right back to the ring and a uh, little bit of a scuffle, and Braun ends up grabbing 
some box cutters. At which point I was like, ooh, let's get some blood and guts. But no, what he does is cut up the ring, pull up the foam just in time for the fiend to get up and give him a Sister Abigail on the exposed wood for the one, two, three out of nowhere. And I certainly didn't see that coming because I thought we were actually going to have a damn match with some story. And then the big surprise happened, Nick. Oh, hang not on. Before you do that. Not- before you do that. Before okay. Do that. All right. Where was Alexa Bliss? Nowhere to be found. Where was I, any I've, element of the story we've been given up until now? Where was any element nowhere. of that story? You, you could have just booked this match just on the card on its ago. own, standalone, and it wouldn't have mattered. The Before fact that the, we've yeah. had six months of lore now it, leading up to this, it feels six like. Six months. Like three months. Three, three or four months. months. Whatever. Still. Hyperbole. It feels bigger than this. I wanted more than this. By God. I, like I wanted this to be something where someone was finally going to beat The Fiend. That wasn't Goldberg and actually put him down, put the fiend down and show vulnerabilities, expose something that we hadn't seen yet. But we've put so much faith in Bray to, to be this creative to mind, guide yeah. to guide this whole thing. Where was that? Why, why didn't is, Alexa come out with him in like the right. black lace veil or, and like all of this? Like You could have done so much. It's SummerSlam, so much. for God's sake. And it's sakes. the catchphrase is you'll never see it coming. What's wh- I mean, what does that indicate to me? A betrayal. Uh, uh, someone coming out and turning. I, that's, I was questioning every single one of my picks because I was like, well, maybe I won't see this coming. They're going to surprise me. I got nearly everything right. We had people who got perfect scores. We had a ton of people get great scores on this because, you know what? There was very little we didn't see coming. Yeah. And even what happened after the match, I'm not going to lie, was not a big shock because it was something that we posited might happen on our last show, Nick. That's not not seeing it coming. That's being like, well, it could happen. Yeah. And because what happened was after the match, who should show up to spear the fiend who's holding up his new title, his new old title, but in comes Roman freaking Reigns to spear the fiend, leave him laying, go outside, beat the absolute unholy crap out of Braun Strowman with a chair, just just laid into him, laid into him with the chair, Get back, gets back in, spears the fiend again, he tells Braun, you're not a monster while I'm not here. And he tells the Fiend, this is mine. Uh, you're just a, an idiot in a mask or something to that effect. Holds the title up high, and that's how we go out on SummerSlam. Is Roman Reigns coming back and leaving, leaving everyone else lying. The two biggest monsters in the company, the guys who've been built to be invincible, leaves them lying. And Roman Reigns, the big dog, thanks Michael Cole, is back holding up the damn belt to close out SummerSlam. And somewhere... Vince is just leaning back in his chair with a gigantic erection going, oh, I got him again. Folks, welcome to 2017. I'd like to be the first one to welcome you to the new 2017. This Yeah. But this time with heel room and Reigns. But this time. It's the it's, exact same. It's 2020, 2017. It's basically 2017 seen through the lens of the absolute shit show that is 2020. Oh. You bring back Roman Reigns. He looks absolutely jacked. He looks amazing. Uh, I, I, we all, I, mean, I, I wanted to see Roman come back because I wish the best for the guy. Yes. I think he's a fantastic performer. But before all this went down, the, the rumors, the, pretty much the conventional wisdom out there was that Roman Reigns would face the Fiend at SummerSlam and win the title off of him and be, the, be one of the first people to ever beat the Fiend straight up. Vince just basically went, I want that. I'm going to get it, damn it. 
you all just deal with this stupid swamp stuff in the meantime. Okay, Roman's back. He's going to come back. We've we got the Thunderdome. Our ratings are tanking. I need my, my, my moneymaker back. Roman's back. We're going to just start doing this now. I am beside myself, Nick. I am so just horrified by what they did with this match, how lackluster it was given the build, given the story build. And, you know, Nick, to, devil's advocate, maybe we built ourselves up too much. Maybe we looked too much at the story that they were telling and gave them too much credit, thinking that, wow, they're spending all of this time and energy creating this really in-depth, deep story. The video package is showing all of this emotional depth. That's what they're going to be giving us. But no, they gave us none of that. They gave us a basic match, very straightforward with a, just a couple of little twists, but nothing really special that ended way too quickly for the build. And then Roman Reigns comes back and stands tall to end the damn show. Great. The so only all of way. this work that Braun and Bray have been doing, even Alexa <laughs> to an extent, ha have just been, yeah, screw all that. Roman Reigns, big dog, the big dog. <laughs> yep, uh, the, the big dog is back. So the only way, the only way, Nick, that I'm going to turn around and be like, okay, cool, can't wait to see what's next, is if, as some people guessed, this is heel Roman Reigns, and he's the, like the leader of Retribution or something. Then you'll have my attention. Now, but if, if we're they just had all come out and jumped in the ring dog, with him, that would have been different. Oh man, if that had all happened, yeah, retribution had come out. That and the was what I Reigns. was expecting when they said you won't see it coming. I was expecting an entire show. Sure. Tonga breaking up the G one a couple of years ago style of of disruption. I wanted to when they say you won't see it coming. I wanted to see retribution everywhere. I wanted to see them disrupting everything. I wanted sure. to see them breaking the the lights and all of the screens and and even if that had happened, well, they're not going to. They just made this made the place. They're not going to tear it apart now. But I know what you're saying, Nick. And I agree. If they'd ended the show that way, that would have been a lot more intriguing and new and different, and we wouldn't have seen it coming. I mean, even though we did say Roman is the leader of Retribution, eh, we still would have been much more excited about it. It would have been more of a twist than just, hey, 2017 Big Dog Roman is back after a crappy Fiend and, and Braun match. We still would have crapped on the match. We would have just said that the ending twist was that much more intriguing. Yeah. This wasn't intriguing. This was a bad match and a bad ending to the show, which unfortunately has a portent of doom, I think, because I, I don't know if the goodwill towards Roman that happened because of his illness is still there where we want him to come back and be, you know, super big dog. I don't know. I don't want super big dog. I don't want super big dog either. I don't want him to come back and make a joke out of the fiend. I mean, the fiend already is an experiment that's starting to fall apart in a lot of ways. Uh, they're not letting it. They're not letting it breathe. They're not letting. Like, this is a, this is a perfect example of build, 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 and then at the end, Jacob makes story, a good point. The story just didn't he's land. Actually, he's in my head. I, this is the next thing I wanted to talk about here. The story of the match didn't help Roman's return at all, and, and I agree with that. They needed a they needed a decisive winner here. Like if Braun had put down the fiend, and then Roman comes in and puts down Braun. That that might have made a little, and he's also revealed maybe as the leader of Retribution, but he's this bit, and he beats Braun down the way that he did outside after sure. he beats the Fiend. Like that, I can get behind. That like, would have that made, has my attention. Yeah. Again, though, like just having the Fiend get the title like that, it was so quick and so sudden, and it undercuts a lot of what they were doing with Braun. It just there was a lot of things that I was left very cold. Oh yeah, Braun's done. Here. Like all that, all that capital they spent this summer building him up. He, he's, that's it. Gone. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know how they. I don't, I'm very curious what their next step is going to be. 
Um, Roman's there back. Are, Bye, Braun. They're, they're, they don't need him anymore. You know, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, and maybe that's why they turned him heel. You know, I wonder if he and the Fiend actually end up joining back back up together. To be honest uh, with you, I, yeah, I, I don't know. There's a few ways they can go with this, and none of them are as exciting as where I thought they were going. Let not me catch up. There's a lot of thoughts in the bits over here. Oh, I'm uh, sure. Uh, Jacob said uh, with 100 bits, thank you. Should go full you, on William. Oh, he says Drew should go on full on William Wallace for Mania next year. I agree. Get the get the blue lines down the face. Yeah, bring out the all, kilt. Yeah, bring out the kilt. Bring back the kilt. All that stuff. Mm, Come give down it to on me. horseback. You know, let's that, let's go nuts. You want that let's Scottish blood in me? That Scottish blood in me will will that will it will boil. I'm there for it. <laughs> Uh, instead of that. shields or and swords clanging, they should have had, they should have just had Mel Gibson yelling "Freedom" at the top of his lungs sure. and kick the the bagpipes. Just Thank you very much, Jake. Playing outlawed songs on outlawed pipes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Kyle with a hundred bits said, "Is it fair to start saying fiend matches are all sizzle and no steak?" Can I just really quickly go back one second with yep. with, with Drew being Braveheart? Yep. His new insult needs to like he's. I wanted to see him like get right up close in Randy Orton's face, like as they're squaring up before the match. He gets right up in his face and goes. You have the look of your mother. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Braveheart moment. Yeah. Sorry, interrupted. Go ahead. Is it fair to start saying that fiend matches are all sizzle and no steak? Great story for it, but the matches just don't seem to work. They are getting closer, but still missing. Figure out how to make the fiend work in the ring. Unless they're a squash match. The squash match against Finn was really exciting because it was a new thing. Yep. The match with Daniel Bryan was brilliantly executed. Um... But unfortunately, there just hasn't been enough of a sample size to really say. But they certainly are ones that I would say are hard to build, but they shouldn't be hard to build if you establish certain rules and create rules about this guy. And unfortunately, they've already broken those rules a few times with these matches. So yep. that's what's frustrating. Yep, I agree. Uh, Kyle, another 100 bet says, where was Otis, damn it? I would have been fine with Roman if you're getting a cash-in to feud with Braun and Fiend with Roman. Man, Otis ain't cashing in until the second half of, of, of the of if you can count from like from WrestleMania as like the start of the year to the last half of the year. It's going to be a minute. Now, I think he'll hold onto that thing until uh, they get fans back. If if they can figure out how to do that, I mean, because all of the electricity of a cash in is in the audience. I don't know. They got a lot of electricity running through that place right now. Their power bill must be through the roof. Yep. yep. For that, all that. Oh my goodness. Uh, I still think that, that Otis won't cash it in himself. It'll be either a tag cash in or maybe something for Mandy. I think that okay, might well, be we'll see. if we're breaking rules here, right? Uh, booking everybody. Nick booking. Yeah. Uh, RBDX3 with 100 bits says to his credit that title was going to be his at Mania anyway. Uh, uh, talking about Roman? I think, you're, I think he's referring to uh, The Fiend. Or uh, no, he's probably talking about Roman, I think, here. Yeah. yeah. But it was initially, I think Roman was supposed to beat Goldberg at Mania and then face the Fiend at SummerSlam and beat him. I believe that was the case, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, oh no, the destiny has always been Roman. And that's that's my problem, is that it's just it's it's like at the worst part of Cena's reign, where it was just over and over and over again. Okay, we've seen it. It's I mean, I know they says you can't see you can't see him, but man, I saw it way too many times where it's just Cena wins again. Cena wins again. Cena, uh, I'm so bored with Roman Reigns. Oh, God, it's back. Oh, it's you back. see what you've done, Vince? You it's see back. what you've done? Oh. 
I, I don't listen. I don't. I don't know what else to say here other than I gotten. I, I I saw everything that was coming. I I I we even like you said we speculated it was gonna that Roman was gonna be the surprise and or retribution with him at the helm was gonna right. be the thing that we didn't see coming. And I expected it to be a lot more than than what we didn't see coming. But uh, there was very little I didn't see coming on this show. <laughs> yeah. But that being said, let's talk about the pickums real quick, oh, Nick, yeah. because at the end of this, just between you and me on this show, I got six, you got four, so I take the weekend. I don't think that's accurate. Go back and look at it, my friend. So you you said you we both picked Asuka to win the Raw Women's Championship. I yes. picked her to win both. You had you wrote yourself down, not both. Oh, okay. So six to five. Six to fine. Five. Pretty even. You still right? You still lose. That's that. Yeah. I just want to be. Yeah, pretty, I, listen, I want to be accurate. Okay. All right. Well, let's go over and look at the patrons. Let's talk about the ones challenge. that matter. <laughs> That's that because that was a little bit of a different story over there, it Nick. It was. It um, was. And I've got to say, I've got to throw out some major congratulations. We did have a uh, an a a a new. And new Pickums, Patrons Pickums Challenge champion. And our new champion as of tonight is Jeremy, aka Mudsmack. Congratulations, he picked, Jeremy. It was man, it was so damn close. Nick, it came down to 13 seconds difference. Yep. 13 seconds. Uh Jeremy had the Fiend and Braun Strowman uh match timed at 10 minutes. And Justice Dutterer who also had a perfect score, got every match right. Was our uh, inaugural tied. BWO patron pick champion as our, well. Our former. So, so bringing, first bringing potential two-time. Right. He was bringing the heat because he lost by 13 seconds. He picked 14-12 as the time. The real time was 11-58, 11-59, right around there, right between those two. So edging it out, Jeremy Mudsmack picks up the victory. Also, um, up there at the top, only getting one match wrong. Sean Clark, uh, Jesse O'Connor, Brian Average was also up there. Uh, Trey Davis and Esme Esmeralda Aragon, who was our booby prize winner last time, up there in the upper echelon. Uh, only getting a couple wrong there. Only down two points uh, in the overall, which is pretty incredible. Um, everyone I just mentioned, uh, just they beat me. All within two in- points of each other as well. The yeah. top seven. I came in at 33. I got 30. I got two things wrong. I was down three points. That's it. I, my 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 least my two ones I wasn't sure about. I was right to not be sure about, and I was I lost three points. That's how brutal this was. That's how much of a bloodbath this pay per view was. Three points, and I had uh, seven people beat me. Yeah, brutal. Mm. Uh, that I did not said, fare so well. <laughs> you did not do so good. You're going to be sending out a lot of prizes to a lot of people yeah. because they beat you. Um, that being said, there is one person who if, I'm afraid we have to tip our hat to, who is the new winner of the booby prize, and that would be one JB Nicholas. No, not JB. She came in very close oh. to the bottom. No. Oh, that's right. J- They're what one point away. <laughs> yeah, JB. JB almost was our booby prize winner, yeah. and we would have never let her live it down on the show. But no, it was actually Nicholas Yates. I'm afraid is our new booby prize winner. He will actually be getting a special prize for coming in dead last. Um, but yes, what, thank you everybody who participated. It's always a lot of fun. It was a, it was chewing on our, chewing my nails the entire time. It was terrifying. As I said, it was a bloodbath, but my goodness, it was fun. So thank you everyone. 
Thank you all of our patrons who are playing. And if you're not a patron right now, you can sign up before uh, Survivor Series to get in on our next Patrons Pick'em's Challenge. Yes. But Nick, let's let's do a quick overview. What do we think of the show as a whole? Was, what do you think of the overall SummerSlam show? It was fantastic. Good, solid, four-star, really good show all the way up to The Fiend and Braun at the end. And it's a shame that that's how we went out. And it's a shame that there's so many shows that end with Roman Reigns over the last five years that we end up just going, why? Uh, was, that was so good. And why? What did you know? Yeah. This this, the big dog holds uh, the championship high. If he's heel and he's beating the shit out of Braun Strowman with a chair, don't sit over there and sell him. There's the big dog, Michael. Cole? But that's what makes me think he's not heel. He's just he's a badass. Because uh, remember, Hulk Hogan was a heel who acted who was sold as a face. Like John Cena's a lot of times was an asshole. Like that's sometimes how they. That's Vince thinks that strength and viciousness equals being a good guy. Do you know what I mean? And that's why I like about Drew as a champion is he seems like a decent guy. He can be that strong guy who can stand up for what's right. But it's not that we've seen since he's been champ. It's not in a way that makes him feel like an asshole. Roman has seemed like an asshole a few times. Yeah. Hogan, a lot of times, is doing very selfish things. Um, and, and for some reason, we were being told to cheer for him. So the, the, the guy in WWE is oftentimes not presented in a way that is really consistent with being a babyface. So that's why I'm worried that Roman might not be a heel, and that's just Vince being like, well, yeah, he's going to come back and beat the crap out of Braun because he's a badass. So it worries me, Nick. It yeah, worries me. Yeah, uh, I just I, – I hate when I – and that, this is why I keep harping on 2017. I've lost count over the last three years of how many pay-per-views I've thoroughly enjoyed – until we get to the end and Roman Reigns gets the Roman Reigns treatment. And I end up with this sour taste in my mouth for the next week about something that I wanted to really enjoy that I just can't get past that one thing that happened yeah. at the very end and how we went out, whether it's Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns. Seems to be one of those two for the most part. Or the Fiend losing at Hell in a Cell. Like, oh. whatever it is, like, we've... It is sometimes the ending of a show that that sends you off with a certain feeling or taste in your mouth, and that's I think you know just in the spirit of positivity, I do I want to reiterate what you said. This was a fantastic show, and had we ended after the Drew McIntyre win and him posing with the championship, I would have said it was one of the best pay per views of the year. Or as if we had, had Roman Reigns presented, come out, do the beatdown, and then re Retribution appears collects in the sure, ring if there, and Roman Reigns comes up right. and gives a fist and something like that. If our fantasy booking had come true, yes, then it may be the ending of the show would have been better either. But I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying like that it left a bad taste in my mouth. And I know there are people out there who probably were really excited by it, who loved Roman coming back. And it was, it was a big moment. And to them, I say, awesome. I'm glad that the ending of the show made them happy and sent them off with a good feeling. I wish I could feel the same. I really, I swear to God, I genuinely do wish I could have gone away from that pay-per-view with a good feeling. I'm just so worried after years and years and years of seeing WWE do it. It makes me so nervous to see them bring back Roman in that way with these people Bro. set up for him to face and knowing what the WWE is is probably going to do with storyline and with Roman and his booking in the next few months. That's why I couldn't enjoy it. Yep. And, and if you did, I'm, I don't want to rain on your parade and I'm sorry to do so. 
please stay in that wonderful space where you can enjoy the end of the show and stay positive and happy because you did get a, uh, I would say, except for that, I, I, I would agree that we had an absolutely fantastic SummerSlam. Yeah. So I want to I want to leave it at that. We had a great SummerSlam. It wasn't our taste for the finish, but if it was your taste, fantastic. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. Got lots of things to look forward to. We've got payback next weekend, a mere week away from from tonight. We'll see what mm-hmm. goes down on that. Are we going to get the same card, basically, just a redo yep. of a lot of these matches? Probably. Uh, it be interesting to see what happens on Raw and SmackDown this week. We've got the draft coming up in a few weeks, allegedly, uh, either late September, early October. Unsure at this point, I believe. Uh, I don't think they've really nailed down a date for that uh, just yet, but we know it's about six weeks away. No, it's coming. It's in the mail. It's coming. So this could, Roman coming back, this could all get shaken up uh, over the next couple of months. So uh, we'll Nick, yep. Nick, Nick, you're forgetting probably the biggest thing that's happening this week. Uh, the NBA we, we saw a we saw a video package in the uh, towards the end of SummerSlam for someone who is debuting on Raw this week after dropping the NXT title to Carry and Cross last night. Keith Lee Best is finally story. finally being called up the main roster. I say finally. It. I mean, you talk. We we said this yesterday, Nick. We said this on our recap show for Takeover. Everyone's saying, oh, he, they put the title on him. They took it off him so quickly. What did we say? I said we he was going to beat Adam Cole, lose it to Karrion Cross, and get up to the main roster. And go to the main roster. Maybe Survivor Series, maybe Surprise in the Royal Rumble. No, August. <laughs> and uh, we said yesterday, like, it's what happens with Keith Lee. He gets somewhere. They fall in <sighs> love with him, and they want to shoot him to the moon, and they have to throw the title on him really quickly because he's going somewhere else big. And that's what they do. They do that with PWG. They did it with NXT now, where they're like, we've got to strap this guy before he goes to the main roster because if we don't, we're never going to get a chance to. And they did. They strapped the hell out of him. They got the titles off him as quickly as possible to get him to the main roster as quickly as possible. Damn it, it happened. It, it just, boop, 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 like, turning the pages in the book, and we did see that coming. Indeed. Well, thank you guys so much for an absolutely amazing weekend uh, covering Amen. everything that went on throughout the week. Uh, we still haven't talked about AEW Dynamite that happened last night. We'll get to that on Tuesday. Lord, a Holy lot happened on smokes. that, too. Oh uh, tons God. of content yesterday, tons of content Woo. today. Uh, this will be up for all of you listening on audio podcast. Make sure you come join us over at twitch.tv slash open, or just search for us when you get over to Twitch. The live shows are a lot of fun. If you're hearing all the glass shatters, that's because people are go- uh, gifting stuff. Uh, and all kinds of fun stuff happening over here on Twitch, in case there's any questions about that. Come get into the Discord. That is the place to be all throughout the week where we have live chats for every show uh, and every pay-per-view. We will be back next weekend for another live chat for Payback, so keep your eyes uh, peeled for that one. Uh, we Come follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. Subscribe to us over on YouTube at youtube.com slash Open to get BWO Daily, our daily news show that's about 10 minutes long every day, Monday through Friday, all throughout the week to keep you up to speed on what's going on with the business and last but certainly not least patrons thank you guys so much for yet another amazing patron pickums challenge it was a lot of fun the drama was for reals this time only Man. eight matches so many people did so well uh I'm still sweating i was just not one of them <laughs> <laughs> as is becoming too often the case i'm gonna have to uh we gotta get back to a wrestlemania so i can do good again right <laughs> 
Need more of those. Uh, right, exactly. But thank you guys so much. If you missed out on the Pick'ems this time, we will be doing another one for Survivor Series this fall. Uh, so make sure you head over to patreon.com slash BWO because you also have other things like bonus episodes, show notes, all kinds of stuff you can get over there. So patreon.com slash BWO. But my name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But my God! Would somebody stop the damn match? This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out. OrbitalJigsaw.com.